I gotta play. It's a guy that we both like. There's one I sold for 61 on April 27. Free shipping. Hell yeah, man. It's not the obvious guys that win you your league. Oh, I'm on the clock. Oh, no, I got auto-picked. Oh, oh there's one. Oh, you missed your pick. People start going way off the board here. That's a steal, baby. I was clicking the button. This is all messed up now. How do we get so many auto picks? Two, one. Nailed it. What is going on, everybody? Happy Combine Week. We are back on the football card quest doing some football card research. Looking at some plays to make in the hobby tonight. Got my main man, Steve, the eBay hitman here with me. I'm your host, as always, Andy. How's it going, Steve? Happy Combine Week, brother. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, just in time for all the rumors to begin flying and uh, and that much closer to the draft. So uh, I'm pretty excited. How about yourself? Hear, hear any fun or interesting rumors this week? Yeah, other than... Um... Uh, well, I, I think the most the, the most interesting thing that I heard today was that uh, PSA purchased SGC, not not directly uh, a combine related, but a hobby related. I got to get your reactions, man. PSA purchases SGC grading. Yeah, the parent company. Uh, I couldn't believe it. I posted it in the Discord last night when I saw it. I thought it was maybe a prank. Uh, it seemed like too big of a story to uh, to be real, but it's real. And uh, I don't know that I like it, <clears throat> but that's really nothing I can really do about it. Uh, hopefully they just maintain the brand and just let them kind of autopilot and collect money. But um, but I have my doubts that that'll happen. So hopefully they do. I guess we'll see. Um, Andy, what, what are you thinking about that? I think that's the biggest uh, question mark is are, are they going to retain the SGC brand or are they going to fully merge and bring them in and just basically have like a PSA office in, you know, uh, Southeast Florida. I think SGC is out of like somewhere around West Palm Beach type area, uh, you know, so maybe maybe they're looking for a, another production uh, unit there in uh, South Florida or they're looking to maintain the SGC brand. Me personally, there's a lot of issues with uh, SGC slabs. Um, they are very easy to pop open and they could very easily be manipulated. Yes, they do have a strong hold and, and they do a good job with vintage cards. When you look at their values in ultra modern, it's about the same as uh, CGC and BGS. When you look at those guys as like, you know, secondary options compared to PSA. So, and, and, you know, with these big companies and acquisitions like that, because I've been through one, it takes a long time. It takes a good six months to a year to fully migrate, you know, all the computer systems, all everything that they do into PSA. And then from there, they'll figure out what they're going to do with the brand. Uh, I got a feeling they're probably going to um, probably going to fully uh, – fully bring them in and, and just make it another business unit of PSA. I like, I like the slabs. I like the way they look. I get that it's way too easy to open them. And that leads to potential bad things if people want to be shady, but um, I hope they don't do anything too crazy. I think that they've been around long enough and the amount of growth they've seen in the past few years would be a shame to, uh, 
they just kind of got swallowed whole effectively. So, um, yeah, so that, that was the hobby news. In terms of uh, NFL Combine, uh, I mean, there's a, there's a lot of fun stuff. Like some guys are really standing out there, uh, rookies. A lot of like edge rushers, though, and linemen. I was waiting to get some of the um, some of the, the stats back on the quarterbacks. I saw Michael Penix was throwing darts behind uh, behind the stage there at the combine. Um, but um, yeah, I don't think. I mean, you know, Tom Brady ran a faster forty at forty four than he did at uh, when he was twenty two. I saw them highlight that. Uh, but otherwise, it's been a lot of of linemen, edge rushers, linebackers. Uh, that kind of stuff today. Yeah, I know a lot of guys opt not to participate, and I think that's only going to become a, a more common thing as money becomes more lucrative uh, for contracts, especially with rookies, especially with rookies that already make money now, uh, so they know a bit more about making money and uh, how that money can be affected by a bad combine. So I think you see more guys sitting it out uh, and I think that I've seen a lot of uh, players already saying they're not planning to participate this year. I thought it was funny that the um, the S2 cognition test, they they withdrew that because of uh, what happened with CJ Stroud last year. And he, he performed so poorly on that test. And yet he went on to be rookie of the year. You know, awesome playoff run, historic uh, rookie yeah. And his like kind of response to that was, "I'm not, I'm not a test taker. You know, I know how to play on the field. I'm not worried about taking a test. I just know how to go out there and play football." That's a good point, uh, Andy. I, I like that you mentioned that. A lot of guys, you and I, sometimes have different opinion on. Uh, sometimes, you know, they didn't run the certain time, or they didn't do a certain amount of reps on the bench, or they don't have an arm length of this or whatever, but. At the end of the day, can you ball on the field or not is the real measurement of how good you're going to be. Uh, all those other things are just added bonuses. Yeah. Yeah. At the end of the day, like, who cares how good you did on tests? Like, that, that's not going to necessarily drive demand for rookie cards. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's going to be, that's going to be driven by performance, wins, playoff appearances, the storyline. And I guess by the fact that he did so poorly on the cognition test, but yet played so well, adds to his incredible storyline. Yeah. And, uh, you know, tests aren't a one-size-fits-all either. They, they're they a good barometer, but not a tell-all uh, indicator, you know? Yeah, <laughs> they're not a good... So uh, let me say what's up to the guys in the chat real quick before... We move on here. Uh, Anastasia Lurko. Hi, welcome to the stream. Hey, uh, they were, she was early. So good job. First person in the chat, Gabe Davis on time. Andy, what's up, Gabe in the house. You know it, you know it, brother. Late stick said it right here. Auto pick start time. Uh, Steve was wolfing down uh, pizza slices and I was uh, just sitting here getting ready. <laughs> It was a mad scramble to be on time, but I, I was doing some uh, some rookie research, man. That's what I was doing. But we got uh, Mr. T. We got Colvu in the house. Uh, Mr. T says, "Why 
would collector's universe want to have two competing grading companies on the same roof totally agree it's one of the reasons why i think they will totally absorb uh sgc into psa eventually take about a year i imagine uh zertam 12 12 12 i think sunday qbs yeah they they save the uh the, the big guys for the weekend when they know they get the most eyeballs. So. I, I think that they may, they may keep SGC intact. And, and just based on the way that argument was presented, like an automotive manufacturer makes multiple vehicles and a soda line makes multiple flavors. You know what I mean? PSA could easily just replace CG, uh, SGC, but there's a lot of people that like those slabs. So maybe they would potentially lose some customers i don't know that for a fact but you know that's that's up to up to the company to decide but i think they should keep it rolling christopher bell said the the kid fisky from fsu looked good today at the combine uh randy millmine welcome to the chat randy gabe davis needs to learn to catch guy had the most drops on the bills <laughs> uh filthy you guys should take the wonder league test live Wow, man. Can you imagine if we took the one? That would actually be pretty fun. That, if, if you guys want that, if we got enough live uh, likes on this video <laughs> and super chats, uh, we would definitely do it because that That's sounds funny. like fun. We should do that like right, you know, at the draft draft time or something. That's funny. Uh, yeah, Gabe, I don't know what, what all goes into that? It'd be probably pretty funny, though. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Gabe is, uh, Gabe is, I think he's trying to holler at. Maybe that was Anastasia. I don't know who. I don't know who. Maybe maybe Gabe is trying to holler at Randy. I don't know. He's, Whoa. He got a little chat going here. Uh, Late six said CU has a ninety two percent market share of all grading now. That's big time. That's that's uh, pretty big. And I'm I'm actually so uh, we can go ahead and talk about. It. I see one of our sponsors here in the chat. Empower Men. What's up, man? Appreciate uh, Brad and Gil from Empower Men helping me stay fit maintain my energy level late into the wee hours of the east coast night to uh live stream with you guys but uh back to the collector's universe thing real quick before we move on because i was just at the cgc cards uh headquarters on tuesday with my man paul hickey from nooffseason.com we got to meet with the vice president of grading Andy Broom, great, great guy, great meeting. We got to see backstage on the production floor. Uh, we got to see the, the all the people in action grading cards, the, the entire process from receiving to verification and research uh, to the grading. I got to watch them grade some C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young cards. I got to uh, ask them all kinds of questions about trends they're seeing with ultra-modern cards uh, football cards specifically, of course, that's really what all I was concerned about. Um, and then their entire grading process. And the one thing I didn't realize was that they just started, uh, they just started grading sports cards in 2021. You know, they've been backed by, you know, uh, the, the coin and paper grading companies, uh, from their collector's guarantee, the, the numismatics division. They basically have like these seven different verticals. Um, they've been doing it for a long time, right? Largest comic book, coin, and paper grading company in the world. But they just started grading sports cards in 2021, Steve. I think a lot of people didn't realize that. And then they had a, they had a name change. They started out as CSG, and 
they needed to basically recalibrate, kind of do a slow down to speed up. And so I really like the bottom line is a lot of content coming out around it, Steve. But I really like what they're doing there. I really like their process. Um, I think they're they're delivering an excellent, excellent product that's going to continue to grow. And I think that the acquisition of SGC by PSA is actually good for CGC. I think this is going to elevate CGC in the rankings of the top four you know, main grading companies. And they're going to continue to grow in sports cards. They really haven't been grading sports cards for that long. And their, their, their holders are fantastic. The customer service is excellent. The product they actually put out. The building that I was at, Steve, all they do is uh, TCG. So that's like Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh! and stuff. And then sports cards. They don't do comic books or anything else at that building. That's like a totally different division, totally different building. It's totally separate. So they keep their verticals separate. You know, So the guys that are grading modern <laughs> football cards are the same guys doing it over and over and over again. It's almost like um, they, like managing an account uh, for a business. They, they manage that same account because that's their expertise. So uh, I, th- I found it a fascinating, insightful visit, but it really um, it's motivated me, like inspired me to want to grade with them a lot more, not just because we are sponsored by them, but because I really truly believe in what they're what they're doing, honestly. Yeah, I had a really good <clears throat> impression when we did the the group submission. I think it was what was that uh, early last season, roughly. Uh, the slabs not only looked way nicer than the old ones that people were complaining about the color scheme and the white and green, and uh, like you said, the, the texture is obviously not indestructible but it feels like it could be it's it's definitely a lot more sturdy than than some of the other slabs are and uh you could correct me if i'm wrong i do believe that the slabs are uv protected and i know psas are not and what else um but yeah like you said the customer service aspect's a, a big deal and uh yeah the, the quality cool. control the quality control and like the checks and balances they have in place are insane and uh, the secure the level of security, dude. Every single station, grading station, verification station, slabbing station has uh, a high tech video surveillance camera directly overhead of it. I mean, everything everything is is tracked from head to tail there in that building, and they have like an incredible system of checks and balances. Uh, so it's it's really really neat, really neat. Um, so yeah, uh, check it out. That's all we're, we'll, we'll move on now. I, I know everybody wants to, uh, I want to get into a draft tonight. I want to talk about this, some of these free agency rumors, uh, Steve. So the, the latest one that I saw today that I found very interesting, the jets, uh, the jets have been on my mind a lot lately. Uh, and, and we talked about Brees Hall and Garrett Wilson being undervalued in the past. I've obviously seen their prices going up a little bit. As we're as we're progressing here through the offseason. But um, you know, Aaron Rodgers obviously gonna come back. They're gonna be focusing on the the offensive line and trying to protect him this offseason. Excuse me, but they gave Zach Wilson permission to seek a trade. And uh, you know, I want to get your reaction on that, Steve. Do you think that he could become a starter somewhere? And do you think it's Makes sense. I pulled up his cards earlier. I mean, they're super cheap. Like his cards are insanely cheap 
pretty much across the board for Zach Wilson. I, he spiked week one when Rodgers went down. He's got the first-round draft capital from 2021. He's part of that Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields class. And, you know, Trey Lance. Can't forget about Trey Lance. And uh, and and so now he's kind of in a similar situation as Trey Lance. Like, are, do you deserve a starting job somewhere? I don't think anyone out of the box is just going to hand him the starting job. He may get like a QB competition type scenario if there's a team that's not locked in, perhaps. Uh, I just don't see him quite yet as a starter. I, I do think that, again, you know, here's here's what we talk about when – Keep in mind the draft's coming up. We talk about like he's got the the arm, he's got the this, he's got the that. You know what I mean? And uh, he's this good in college. But this is a reminder, Andy. Trey Lance is a reminder. Zach Wilson, uh, roughly the entire 2021 QB class is a reminder. Not every hyped up prospect is an elite NFL quarterback or even a good one. Um, so I don't know that this guy will ever become one. But um, he's definitely. He's definitely in a position to – he's young enough to potentially put himself on a path to maybe a starting job somewhere. And he took a step forward last year in terms of his efficiency. He had his highest completion percentage of his career, up to 60%. So if you look at like kind of where that stacks up, it's still not incredible compared to the rest of the league. Uh, his true completion percentage still ranked number 32 overall. Uh, and that was just so the true completion factors out uh, throwaways and drop passes. So he's still at number 32 there, but that was a career best for him. Uh, so he's still ranked 30th overall in quarterback rating, 19th overall in like accuracy, 18th overall in red zone. That was his best ranking uh, efficiency metric. And so, you know, yeah, he's, um, he, he did look good in spurts, honestly. Yeah. He, did, he did look good in spurts, but you have to put it together for a whole game. And you have to put it together for a couple games and then a half a season and then a season. And no one's perfect week in, week out. But I think we saw enough, which means that some other person who makes decisions for a franchise saw something and he'll end up on a team potentially in a you know position to battle for a job. I don't think he's going to end up just getting a – getting a team handed to him at this point. And it, it just takes, it takes a lot whenever you've already had the opportunity to start in the NFL as a quarterback and you don't make the most of it. And you don't even like, you don't look great. Um, you know, going back to before Rogers signing with the jets and, and, and once that happens, it just takes so much more for your cards to really become demanded and hyped up again for people to want to buy him. So this might be one of those situations where, yeah, he gets a backup role somewhere, but I don't think that news is going to cause any type of demand or hype spike for his rookie car. I mean, we're talking rookie ticket autos that are really cheap, as you can see here in this auction that's uh, ending tomorrow morning at 8.20 a.m. for a rookie yeah. ticket auto uh, for a first-round quarterback from a couple years ago. I mean, that Trevor Trevor Lawrence. That's still close to a thousand dollar card. You know, that's still a five six hundred dollar card. Justin Fields is still a hundred fifty to two hundred dollar card here. 
But um, when we talk about Trey Lance and Zach Wilson, those cards have just 20 bucks. Gone, yeah, 20 bucks, man. <laughs> 20 bucks. Yeah, it's, you know, getting a backup job obviously is not the needle mover, but getting named a starting candidate in camp is because there's at least people that will buy on the speculation he starts. Um, and then maybe he does win the job. Who knows? Maybe he has a good camp and, and wins a job. But uh, there's definitely worse things you can do with 20 bucks than uh, than take a, you know, a little dice roll. So next up, Steve, the Vikings have released Alexander Madison. Raise your hand if you were drafting Alexander Madison last year in the classic running back dead zone. I personally Everyone. had a little bit of Alexander Madison, but I did not draft him in any of my dynasty or seasonal leagues. In fact, I was telling people to sell Alexander Madison heading into the season because I did not believe in him. I was a Ty Chandler guy. I'm still a Ty Chandler guy. Ty Chandler wins in this Gabe, don't even, Gabe, don't even, Gabe is lying through his teeth hey. right now. He's an Alexander Madison truther. You know, uh, there's a lot of veteran, high-quality running backs uh, available and pretty decent depth at the position in the draft. So uh, where these guys could end up, who knows? But, uh, yeah, Madison was definitely underwhelming and uh, – you know, maybe the fans were a little unfair to him early in the season with a couple of those fumbles, but you know, obviously didn't make the most of his opportunity, and uh, that's what happens, man. That's that's the running back life. Yeah, he he. Uh, you mentioned his his fumbles uh, and the drop passes. He had like crazy amount of of dropped passes last year, and he had those. I, I don't know if you remember. It was the Thursday night opening game, and he had, I think, two or three fumbles in that one in that one game. They actually they gave him the starting job for quite a while, man. He had a long leash, believe it or not. But um, he got in his own head or something. I, I don't think it's a situation where where he was like a satellite back for Dalvin Cook, and he really wasn't that good given a large sample size and fell apart um yeah. i really think he just choked <laughs> yeah and he you know people were speculating i'm speculating on him based on the few games that he did fill in for dalvin cook previously which is fine because he did play well uh but i think it's like you said uh, there's a under uh under misunderstood part of the game which is the psychological portion and uh once bad things start to happen some players shake it off and they're fine and and some don't. And I have a feeling that that's just not something he was able to overcome. Well, as you can see, there's a ton of Ty Chandler buy it now sold volume going down today. Um, and I saw this this question in our Discord server. I believe it was uh, a member by the name of War Eagle that asked this. And he, he's basically asking... Why why do players' rookie cards go up just based on the news of them signing with a new team? He asked, you know, specifically around Saquon Barkley. Like, if he were to go to a new team, and I don't know if you've seen the latest rumors, but Saquon Barkley is, like, eyeing the Texans. He likes their 
There's swag. He likes that Bobby Slowick offense with C.J. Stroud and Tank Dell and Nico Collins. He wants to get in on that Texans action. I hope, and, I hope so, Andy, because if you recall, I said that pre-Super Bowl, I believe, that I thought he was going there. So, so I do think he's go. I do think he's going there. I think that the Jets want to keep him, but he's he's a good fit for that team, and that team needs a guy like him. They're already good without him. You could imagine how good they'd be. Uh, with them. So I agree. Yeah. So I, I want to get your reaction or, or your take um, to that question of why a player's value increases when they're traded or when they're signed by a new team. Well, it puts them at the top of the, uh, the news feed, which is one. Anytime there's uh, any news on a guy, pr preferably positive news, obviously. Uh, it brings more eyes to the listings and, uh, you know, you talk about it with your friends at work or your hobby buddies. And next thing you know, you're browsing eBay and you're like, oh, there's a card. Oh, there's a card. And you find yourself buying them. But I think the other half of that is new fans. He signs with a new team. Now he's got new people buying his cards that would not have bought them before. So you have, let's say, Houston fans, uh, Texas fans. You know, if he signs there, you have a whole new demographic of players that weren't buying his cards before that now are, which is a massive spike numerically. So so then his second part of his question is uh, because of the Giants uniform, you know, and he, and he asked, do fans of the team he goes to really want to buy rookies, kabooms, downtowns, etc., of him in a Giants uniform, Steve? Um. Yes and no. I mean, I, I can speak from personal experience. Let's just use DJ Moore as an example. There's not a lot of cool cards compared to his amount of rookie cards of him in a Bears uniform. But if you look at his Prism Silver Auto um, in a Bears uniform, I mean, for a veteran player, they go for more than his rookie ticket autos do, Andy, in a Bears uniform from this year. So um, there's something to be said about that. But there there's still people that are true hobbyists that want a player's rookie, regardless of the uniform he's in. But at the same time, there's people that just don't want to see it. They want that player in their uniform. But, you know, right when the news breaks, that's not something that it will exist for a year, maybe longer. That's it. It's not something that exists when the news breaks and the go-to card for any player is the rookie card. You know, it, 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 it encaptures and encapsulates that initial year, when when you know anything could happen in their career um and they got the baby face and everything so it's just the rookie card has always been the first go-to card but if you look at guys like christian mccaffrey or Devonte adams and stuff there's a ton of demand for the cards of them on their new team especially the serial numbered ones if there's autograph ones if there's case hits of them on the new team those are going to 100% be desirable. They're going to get a ton of uh, bids and auctions, and a lot of people are going to go after them. But, you know, the 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 main, like, entry-level market and intermediate market and even some of the high-end market is still going to be focused on the rookie card just because it's that, that rookie year. Another example um, of maybe a higher-end player, let's just say Tom Brady. Tom Brady goes to Tampa. Uh, how many people you think can go out and buy a Tom Brady rookie card? You know, so that's a unique yeah. scenario where 
most people aren't in in that dollar budget to be going and buy that guy's card. So they may have had to wait till newer cards of his came out or buy other high-end cards of his, like uh, serial numbered cards or uh, maybe a patch card or something like that. I mean, his autoed stuff, rookie or not, is absolutely ridiculously priced. He doesn't sign many things. So you might have been in a situation yourself, Andy, where you're having to wait for Donruss to come out or Optic to come out or Prison to come out because those were going to be the first first uh, Tampa cards. Yeah, I did. I did wait. And uh, I, I bought a uh, Prism Red Cracked Ice um, for like 30 bucks, like in December before we went on the playoff and Super Bowl run. Ended up selling that card unintentionally. I had it listed at $200. I remember. Nobody <laughs> would ever buy it from me at that at that price. And sure enough, like I woke up and it's it's sold and, and I cried a little bit and had to mail it out. Um, but, you know, I learned a good lesson, you know, it's and but it, it's, you know, just goes to show you what people go after if it's available and if that player is performing well and winning games on that team. Yeah, definitely. And you know what? There's still still a bit of hype, even sometimes after a player goes to a new, new team, uh, even for maybe beyond the first year. Like I still am seeing a lot of activity on DJ Moore. I've always been a DJ Moore guy and I've been uh, buying his rookie ticket autos and, and other autos from his rookie year for not just this year, but before he was a bear. And I'm seeing the prices still elevated from where they were before he joined the team. So if you sign from a smaller market to a major market team, the the ripple effect tends to last quite a bit longer. Do you think the uh, the NFL PA survey uh, plays a role in anything that really goes on in the hobby? The one about the team facilities and all that? The one yeah, that yeah, on? yeah. I didn't get a chance to look at it. I saw that the Chiefs were the uh, ranked last, ironically, on that list. Uh, so I, I don't really know a lot about it, so I can't say for sure. But I think as far as the hobby goes, I don't really think that that, that affects anything. Maybe from a, uh, you know, just a team fan perspective, critic, whatever, uh, maybe. I don't think if the showers aren't that clean and the KC facility, I, I don't think that stops anybody from buying a Mahomes rookie or a, a Kelsey rookie or any of those other guys. No, but it does indicate the so the Chiefs were 31st on this, and it does indicate that the players were not happy with what the team promised them. They gave they gave them uh, an F for ownership. Like apparently, none of the, not many at least of the players like the ownership of the Chiefs. Well, and it's pretty crazy with how many rings and trophies they've got over the past few years. That's 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 yeah. I guess well, I guess you kind of have to pick and choose your battles, I suppose. <laughs> and uh, Commanders were thirty-two. The Dolphins were number one, believe it or not. Dolphins, Vikings, Packers, Eagles, were the, uh, and the Jags are the top five. Can't remember. I saw some content creator that went to the Dolphins facility, and they were basically treated like the guest of honor. Like I guess that anyone that goes there is just like. It's it's supposed to be a really well run facility, so that that one doesn't surprise me. But the Chiefs one definitely surprises me. Yeah, kind of grimy, man. Kind of grimy. They all all that extra revenue from winning all these championships, they can't 
can't take care of their people. I don't know, man. Do you think anybody's buying Chief former Chiefs wide receiver Marquez Valdez Scantling after two seasons with the Chiefs and two Super Bowl victories? That he is headed to free agency now to mingle with uh, the the some of these other guys like Calvin Ridley and Michael yeah. Pittman Jr. is likely to stay with the team. I just don't see a market. Um, I think that he might end up having to settle for coming back on a uh, reduced asking price. You know, he has a clear-cut role on that team, even if it's a minuscule one, and he's already familiar with the playbook. Maybe there's a coordinator out there who looks at him as this prized possession. I, I don't see it, but uh, it, from what I've read, it doesn't look like they actually even want to resign him. So I guess we'll see. Was he a? Tw he was a 2018 rookie, right? Yeah. Mm. That was a 20, 20 was it 17 or 17. Yeah, I believe it's 28. I believe it's 2018. Yeah, because that's 2018 Prism Disco right there. Uh, sold uh, nine days ago for for 375 or Spectra out of 50 for 19. Oh, speaking of Spectra, the um, the 2023 set of Spectra is being released. Oops, is being released. I think it's next Friday, Steve. Yeah, they're now basically you're speaking releasing. my language, Andy. You know that that's my set. They're basically releasing one set every Friday for the rest of the summer. <laughs> every Friday, pretty much. Yeah, if you look at the um, if you look at the release schedule, and you look at uh, football. Well, hold on. This is yeah, and you look at uh, and you look at football. So the Gold Rush helmet, yeah, there's the Spectra Ooh. Hobby Box. So it's March 8th. That is uh, Dang, next yeah, Friday. Right. Yeah, next Friday. Hobby Box, man, their Hobby Boxes, I feel like, have gone up. If you remember, quite... during the Dutch auctions last year, the Spectra ended up going for more than Prism. And it, I, I don't remember what Prism's was this year, but I think that Spectra is – now eclipsed at least as, as far as cost goes and look at the amount of cards per pack andy gross i mean that that definitely keeps things in the upper echelon if you're getting what did it say four cards per pack let's see let's look at the go back to the sell sheet here all right four cards four. per pack, per pack. <laughs> you're getting 16 four. total cards four but, but you're getting four autographs four mem cards which I think are totally devalued in today's standards unless they actually put some game-worn stuff in there. Right. Seven base cards or parallels. Seven? They need to reduce that when you're paying this much. <laughs> and one insert or insert parallel. Yeah, it's not worth that much. No way. No way that 75 80% of these boxes are not going to pay off. I'm sorry, guys. I'm not gonna lie. I mean, I, I'm I'm hyped up. I don't have that kind of capital to go buy a box. I wouldn't have that kind of capital to buy into a break. What would you get? Like one one base card, maybe for your investment. Like it's just yeah. Not you worth probably want to buy into a case break, and it's just not gonna be worth the uh, the bang for your buck. You know, like you could buy into a prism 
case, yeah. hobby box case break like Ziggy showed us. I mean, you can really um, do well on those. What about illusions? They're actually almost sold out the pre-sale. It's over half as cheap. You get five cards per pack, 10 bucks. So now we're talking 50 cards for 450 bucks. But illusions is another one of those that, <laughs> dude, I look at illusions to me. It's like around that same rank as like limited or certified or gold standard. It's just, I would put it in like a, somewhere in the 20s. You know, there's probably out of the entire year, there's probably around 60 total sets. I'd probably about middle of the pack, you know, somewhere around 30. What do you think, Steve? I do like these, but they're not the same card quality. Uh, they're nice to look at, but they're not real nice to look at. So, yeah, they are kind of middle of the pack. I'm, I'm definitely not hating on the product, but uh, I guess that's why you're paying 450 instead of 1200 right? Uh, they are nice, but in my experience, they don't hold the same kind of value. I mean, I've picked up, like, uh, in the last month, Brees Hall, Amon Ra, uh sauce gardener like serial numbered out of like 299 or 199 for like under five bucks you know if you go to prism or you go to spectra or you go to and you look at the same card you're talking you know 20 30 you know higher depending on uh, which parallel it is so um it's, it's definitely not quite the same tier but still cool and definitely has it, it makes for good single buying potential because there's much fewer eyes on this product than there is on the others Hollow Heroes Gold. So these are like their case hits right here. I'm just not seeing anything that I that I see typically <laughs> go for a decent amount of money. You know, like if I were to look up, I think one thing to do when you guys are thinking about buying these sets is go go look up 2022 Illusions, uh, and and you can just search any look up. Um, uh, well, Brock Purdy may not even be in the set, but just type in Hollow Heroes and look at the uh, the sold items that you find yeah. for those. You can even sort by hi uh, the highest valued ones. Like how much are the most expensive ones selling for? The one of one for Patrick Mahomes, it sold for 500 bucks. You know, that's the yeah. price. That's the price of that yeah. box. No way. It's a, it's, it, <laughs> It's a it's, Damn. it's yeah, that seller gave, gave a nice discount there. Wow. wow Sometimes man. it pays, it, man, to low ball offers. <laughs> I will say this. Um good job, whoever whoever got that down. Because let's be honest, you could probably turn around with that for a thousand and have interest in it. So 285 on the gold PSA PSA nine. And these were like Super Bowl playoff time. Right. So you, you're hoping to pull a quarterback. Uh, naturally, to get the, the money the in these, uh, just like all other case hits, is going to be the rookies. Though, if I'm, I'm assuming they're making them, they made them in 21 of the rookies. Uh, so I, I do believe they would have rookies of this class. Oh, there they are. Okay, but I mean, yeah. Dotson's not currently the needle mover. Uh, although Jameson Williams, Andy, I know you were surprised for me to say I think he takes a big leap next year, but I do, and actually, the coaching okay. staff now saying they believe he'll be a starting receiver, maybe in place of Josh Reynolds. Oh, yeah, I, I think there's I think there's actually some some interesting promise and upside there for Jamison Williams. I don't think he's quite as bad as 
Marquez Valdez scaling, <laughs> but no, hey, no. he the, their, their career trajectories off. are actually going the opposite of each other. One one's one, going up, one's going down. A couple bad drops in uh in in next year's playoffs, and he's the next MVS. Um, what is up, Power Hour NFL? Have you seen this? So you guys have got to go subscribe, Power Hour NFL. Shout out to Carter the Power. He is full of power, man. He's he's powering it up over there. He's doing these uh, NFL film studies on this channel. They're fantastic, man. Fantastic. You got to go check him out. He's 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 only got like ten videos on this channel. They get like thirty-five to fifty thousand views. That's how good his film studies are. Uh, he's all close to one K subscribers. So if you haven't subscribed yet to Power Hour NFL, go and go, do it after this live stream. Go, yeah, go or because. That that hard work that he put in deserves monetization. Help him get to 1K so we can uh, let him flourish over there. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, if you're buying a box of illusions for 450 bucks, your chances of pulling one of these hollow heroes is already small. Pulling a hollow hero's gold or out of one or, or the king of cards is probably not even as popular as the hollow, uh, hollow heroes. You just your odds of getting these cards are so low, so your chances of this box paying off for itself is very low. It's very low because most of the cards in there are going to be worth a dollar or less. You know. So here's the thing: the the reason that Prism, Optic, Spectra, let's just use those three to name a, a few. You could even say like National Treasures stuff like that. But there's a reason why you can ask so much more for a box and it's not the case hits and it's not just the name brand or anything else. But one simple reason, the base cards have value, right? The base cards have value. You can slab up a base prism and people want mm -hmm. that. Mm -hmm. You can slab up a base or, or even a high serial number of, of any of those sets. And, and people are going to go out of their way to find that, but you don't see like, a base illusions PSA 10. It's not a, it's not a huge get people aren't going out of their, out of their way to get it. You know, it's a more yeah. uh, mass produced product. And it, it, at this point it's not in the crosshairs as far as like a de facto go-to card for a guy like optic would be like prism would be. And uh, if, if I had it my way if spectra would be too, because I love the look of that set, all the, all the cards and especially the RPAs are just amazing. Um, but illusions and probably a base base zenith and stuff like that. I mean, you guys gonna have to be, you know, reaching the, that stratosphere. Even CJ Stroud is gonna struggle on the base cards from these sets in a ten condition. A ten condition is not gonna not gonna necessarily save base cards from illusions and zenith. You know, it's gonna have to be. Uh, prism, like you said, optic, that rated rookie logo, something that's iconic that people know they get it. Uh, it's you know, and the reason why we see so many, I, I get this a lot, you know, why are there then so many mosaic graded cards? And that's because mosaic is released at the beginning of the rookie season, and people want to grade them and flip them on the rookies, um, as they progress through the season. And so they release Mosaic in September, and that's really the main set that people have to play with 
all season long outside of like score and you know some of the legacy cards that we that we looked at some of those collegiate chronicles and the uh, select and prism draft picks the other college cards that have larger checklists and stuff mosaic's really it you know and they print based on draft capital they get the first you know five rounds or so in there depending on the the team they go to and the position they play um and and that's why you'll see a ton of mosaic cards graded and that'll continue to be circulated because now they're out there you know now they're out there in the wild um and people see they get to find a lot of data on them they will be yeah. bought and sold but for a lot less than the prison well you know going back to 2020 you you could probably recall i had a big flag plant on mosaic i like that mosaic it, it, it's like in a perfect spot it's not middle of the pack it's not top of the pack but it's kind of somewhere in between i mean the autographs are beautiful right the inserts are desirable the base cards are nice the parallels are very nice there's a lot to like about that set and price-wise it's not too brutal right it's so it has a perfect perfect spot uh in the hobby and not to mention i mean the uh the parallels just they just look good they look good 2020 orange fluorescent burrow man uh, so a dream dream card of mine obsidians at the end of march it's seven cards one pack six hundred dollars it's um it's got your your typical obsidian actually didn't i didn't see the base cards in oh there they are uh the base electric etch white contras man that those go for a lot a lot of money that there's a big following for those there's definitely a following for obsidian cards i mean they have definitely have their place very much like a a celtic or egyptian type of hieroglyphic design around the card they're very thick chrome card stock like optic if you ever had an obsidian in your hand you will appreciate its quality uh so i think out of these these uh between like zenith and obsidian it's definitely obsidian i've got them ranked much higher than Z- uh, zenith and illusions yeah when you're when you're getting a single pack for six hundred dollars you are effectively gambling that you get a rookie quarterback autograph and you sell it right away that's that's pretty much your only hope of making money on that and see then a week later you've got immaculate april 3rd fifteen hundred dollars for six cards there's got to be some reasoning behind this with maybe with the lawsuit or whatever that they just got to pump everything out by a certain date i'm wondering yeah you know i don't know what's going on with uh the uh the the blue screen here but there we go um you you may be right and watch out for this so the um the cgc i talked to their their head grader you know andy broom he confirmed that um, the the signature issue with Anthony Richardson, that that signature there from Anthony Richardson is an auto pin. What happened? The same thing happened with Dak Prescott. A lot of you, a lot of you may be familiar uh, with the auto pin issue with Dak yeah. Prescott. <laughs> so what happens is these players are required to, or they're asked to contractually sign a ton of stuff and then they sign all these cards and then they get another book of stickers in the mail and they got to sign all these stickers and so you can imagine how anthony richardson was absolutely inundated from panini 
with all the signature requirements because he was the, he was the only really relevant quarterback that that could sign cards right. uh, manufactured by Panini. You know, they they could so they probably sent even more stuff to him because of that. And it's expensive. Uh, apparently, it's really expensive and extensive to have an auto pen created for your signature. Uh, and, and Dak Prescott's agent did this for him back in 2016. Um, and Panini didn't even know about it. The the auto pin generated the signature basically like a stamp so well that it um, the Panini wasn't even aware whenever Beckett caught it. Beckett actually caught it through their grading process, and uh, they they weren't even aware. Panini was was shocked and and dumbfounded. <laughs> but but this is exactly what has happened again here, but with Anthony Richardson. So I would just be hesitant make sure you're looking at those uh anthony richardson cards go and find a, a psa anthony richardson auto that's been authenticated and see if the one that you're thinking about buying looks like that <laughs> just to just to make sure i mean yeah if you look at the like the prism autos and i'm sure they're on a bunch of other ones for uh deck you can kind of tell if you really look at a few of them because the signatures are identical I mean, most signatures that you can look at them and be like, I know whose signature that is. But I mean, there's maybe like a slight variation or they personalize that or something. I mean, identical. Like you said, it's an auto pen. So there's not going to be any deviation from one auto to the next. Yeah, I wonder if his uh, uh, rookie autos have lost value at all. You know, uh, Chris Ballard recently said in a press conference this week he was not going to rush Anthony Richardson back from injury after going through that with Andrew Luck and kind of, uh, you know, seeing what, what led to eventually led to Andrew Luck's early retirement, getting beat up so much. Um, he said he wasn't going to rush him back. So to me, that may, maybe makes me think that they're going to keep uh, Gardner Minshew around, maybe give him a, a pretty decent uh, one-year deal or something, keep him around. Maybe he even starts the season. Anthony Richardson may even start on the uh, the pup list. Who knows, man? I mean, it's, I guess it's a pretty extensive shoulder injury. But um, <laughs> this one even says auto. I, I was going to say that. New auto? So, you know, the thing is, uh, PSA could very well not catch the auto pin. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if there's plenty of of anti. So maybe maybe best to find um, a a CGC or a uh, BGS Anthony Richardson graded and vetted auto because the uh, technology that CGC has, uh, they have technology there that can that can tell if it's an auto pin or not so um yeah and, uh, and apparently bgs does too but i don't know psa they, you know they do they do a lot more volume so it's it's a little bit harder to have the same quality sure. of oversight and i gotta say i'm actually i get that that's a uh, short print but i'm actually pretty surprised that those are still going for that much 640 yeah yeah, I mean, it's not bad. Four four thirty one. It's uh, is honestly not bad when you think about the overall rookie auto market. Like he's got a lot of upside. I know he he left the rookie season injured, but and and Brock Purdy's taken a dip recently. Brock Purdy took a he's taken about a twenty five to thirty percent dip 
post Super Bowl, Steve. So it was it was bound to happen, man. I mean his his success was baked into you know the first you know four or five games he had <laughs> almost from the beginning. I mean, yeah, they did go up uh, since then, but I mean the the entry price there was never a friendly point in time where that was like, oh, that's a good price to buy that at, you know. Here we go. So, yeah, Brock Purdy's around 901. So about twice as much here. Nine times higher than Kenny Pickett at 110. Uh, do you believe that Kenny Pickett will be the starter next year for the Steelers? Because uh, Arthur Smith came out and said, Kenny, Kenny's our guy. We got we to gotta get him locked in with the offense. I got to see him play. That me that to me just tells me they're gonna run the crap out of the ball next year. I am very bullish on Najee Harris and Jalen Warren and any other running back the Steelers sign because there's gonna be so much running volume for the Steelers, it's insane. You know, here's the thing. If you look into a lot of people's perspective on this, uh, they'll tell you that, oh, it was Matt Canada's fault. Sorry, man. I'm not buying it. He's, he's just not good. And uh, they may roll him out there for a game or two. I just, I just don't see it. I mean, there's, there's there. I don't know that there's been more than one or two games in his whole career so far that you look at and be like, yeah, I'd want that guy as my starting quarterback. You know what I'm saying? Especially after in three games, Mason Rudolph like matched his stats for the season almost, you know what I'm saying? So you could say, uh, okay, well, we'll, we'll roll him out there as a game manager. Can he even do that? We didn't see it. I didn't even see him game manage well. So I'm not – I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch it. And going back to the, the Anthony Richardson for, what was it, $500, $600, you could go right now and get a Jalen Hurts for 350 So that's my contrarian play there. So I think I think we should hop into a um, – I think we should hop into a draft here, Steve. But real quick before we do – uh, a couple last little tidbits I want to share with you. Jordan Love is still dominating the buy now and best offer sold market. I wouldn't necessarily call it dominating, but, I mean, he's he's beating out Anthony Richardson by six. And, I mean, we're talking second-year rookies. So, uh, C.J. Stroud at 117. Bryce Young has, has ticked up uh, 127. I think the only reason why C.J. is here at 117 is because of the price point. Everybody's got their CJ cards, very expensive, or they're sending them off to be graded and they're in no rush to move them because he's been so good, right? And he is so hyped up. Um, whereas Bryce cards, very cheap, finishing the season, very cheap. Jordan Love, they're still cheap compared to Justin Herbert and Joe Burrow. It's easy to, to see where you can get a Jordan Love card, at least to that of Jalen Hurts, you know, so it's like maybe not to the quite the level of Burrow and Herbert. Herbert is is continued to stay pretty strong. Um, and whenever I looked at his his market, especially when I, you talk about his rookie ticket autos, those bounce right back. In fact, I've seen plenty of a situation where the Herbert is almost the same as the Burrow uh, again, and just because of uh, yeah, just be just because of Harbaugh, man. And um, it's obviously just speculation, but I would think that they're probably the favorites to draft Mr. Brock Bowers. Um, and you could only imagine what that would do 
as a security blanket for Herbert. Oof. A lot of people, a lot of people speculating. Carter uh, thinks the the Bengals are going to draft Brock Bowers. Um, I don't know that he sticks around long enough. Maybe they may. I think they, that may. they would like him for sure. I don't know if they'll have the chance to. Yeah, uh, I know a lot of people want him. I think he's going to go pretty early in the first. Uh, it's just crazy athleticism. So. Yeah, uh, let me pull up Justin Herbert alongside Jordan Love, Jalen Hurts. You know, and, uh, we, were, we were talking picket, Andy, and, and I was talking to some of the guys last night. That there's some fields rumors uh, swirling around here right now that he's been dealt or is close to being dealt. Uh, it's still not official, but uh, as of a week or two ago, I, the Steelers were considered a consensus top team to land him and i think it's actually fluctuated back and forth now with uh, atlanta again but uh they're definitely in the mix so so check this out jalen hurts trend current trend down 31 percent over the last six months 65 dollars for his base prison psa 10 two is at 50 jordan loves at 90 Herbert's at 120, almost 120, 117.04 to be exact. And uh, and he's wow. up 20%. 154, man. And Joey B still holding strong, just over 154. A little bounce back. So he really has not dipped over the past six months. You know, so that's that's nice. I mean, that's good. Good for Joey. And I think people, especially, you know – I think a lot of people think that uh, the Bengals are automatically going to keep T. Higgins next year because he got franchise tagged, but that doesn't necessarily mean they're going to keep him. True. I think uh, uh, from listening to uh, my sports update, Ari Mira from PFF, there's a lot of teams that perceive that they could, the Bengals could get a first round pick for T. Higgins right now. They may not get a first round t- pick for T. Higgins after next season. So that's a big trade. That's a big trade up, you know. Would you trade T. Higgins for Brock Bowers? Would that would that be in the realm of possibilities? Would you want to do that? It would be good for T. Higgins' stock either way because then he would be out of the shadow of Jamar Chase. And wherever he goes, he's going to step in as, a, as an alpha. You know, he's going to steal a ton of targets. Well – the reason that trade would be good for them is they're getting Bowers on a rookie contract versus the kind of money T Higgins will command and the number of years he'll want. Uh, but the opposite side of that coin is allegedly Burrow took a little bit less money to ensure that they would have money to resign T Higgins. Now I, that's not from his own mouth. That's what I've read. So uh, I guess we'll see, but I think, they wouldn't be mad if they could get Brock Bowers if they had to part with the Higgins. So check it out. Looking at the rookie ticket auto data, you got Jordan Love up crazy amount on his on his rookie ticket autos over the past six months, um, and then you have pretty much all the other guys down. Uh, it's it's hard when you get to that high of dollar value, like for the Herbert and the Burrow. But you look at Burrow's man, pretty much stayed strong around four grand, thirty eight hundred trend, 
unbelievable. Little dip in Herbert, but I mean, 2,500 is a pretty nice comeback, especially on a card this rare. There's only a population of 61 tens on this card. So, in fact, if you look at the nines, let's see if we can. Yeah, there hasn't been a nine by it now going back till November 22nd. So, interesting though that you could see that there's still so much growth potential in this card because the 52 week high is 5,300. Not not like the three or four year high, like within the last year. So, yeah, I mean, even if you were buying it December 10th and then by January 30th, you had a $2,800 buy it. Now that's an increase of $700, maybe not a, a huge percentage in the, in what the card sells for, but yeah, it's decent monetary value, but you're right. Go back to before the season, you had a $3,900 auction. So, and that's, that's about what that card was worth, you know, before the season with uh, Joe Burrow, you know, he was Herbert's, typically been neck and neck with Joe Burrow. So that tells me though that Jordan Love's got a lot of room to grow. Yeah. I mean, uh, Jordan Jordan Love proved that he can ball out. I think if there's one quarterback I want to target this offseason that continues to sell but he's continued got room for upward growth is Jordan Love, man. And let's let's not pretend like the Eagles didn't start the season what 10 and 2 before completely melting down. I mean, if, if that happens again, there'll obviously be some degree of hesitancy, but what that'll do for all those people that sold off on Hertz, they'll be looking to get back in. And uh, if you've been holding on, well, maybe you lost a little bit or uh, maybe not if you bought in back in 2020 or 21. But uh, I think Hertz and two are still great plays. Jordan Love, obviously, but uh, two and Hertz as of right now are going to have less people competing with you uh, to, to buy those. That's it, man. Less people to to compete against. That's, that's always nice. All right, where is this draft? Is it still all the way to the right side here? Well, if, if you click on NFL on the homepage here, underdogfantasy.com, um, and you click on NFL, it'll take you to it. It's their big board. Guys, this is best ball. If you're brand new, don't know what it is. Super easy. We're just going to draft a fantasy football team for 2024. The rookies don't have a landing spot yet, but it's okay. They automatically optimize your roster for you on a weekly basis. There's no waiver wire. There's no start sit. It's just draft a team, have fun. They score points. You get the most points for every position regardless. And uh, it's, it's a lot of fun because we get to see which players are being overvalued and undervalued in fantasy, which coincidentally has a ton of carryover, especially in the offseason, almost a direct carryover to whether or not they're being over or undervalued in the hobby. So 100 percent. All right. Yeah, I, got, I got it pulled up here. Finally, are we going to do a. Uh... Click. Are we going to click enter now and then click it again uh, on yeah. the yeah on the content? Yeah. So I'm going to leave it here on the yes confirm stream. Appreciate all you guys. Take this opportunity to smash that like button if you will for me. Uh, and uh, I'm going to count down from five. Nice late stick hitting the gym, man. Good man. Good man. I, I hit the gym this morning, but you know that's kind of fits into my uh, my routine. Shout out to empowermen.co. We actually have a special link for them. 
they keep me accountable, help me lose over 40 pounds of body fat now to this point, Steve, and add some muscle, get into the best shape of my life, brother. Empowerment.co. We've got a special link for them as well. We also have a promo code for underdog. It's promo code quest gets you a hundred percent instant deposit bonus. And um, I'm gonna count down from five, Steve, and we'll five. hop in. Okay. Let me know. Say go right. on the last one. I'll say go and then I'll click when I say go. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one, go. Cool. So this should be easy for you guys to get into one. this draft with us. Waiting on eight. Yep. You know, and that's – I think there's a lot of perks to drafting this early, uh, this being one of the main ones when you're trying to get people in, a, in on a live together. Um, you know, when, the closer you get to the season, these will fill up in a matter of seconds. Derek, where are you at? You in here, buddy? Six Steelers, uh, you getting in here? Six spots left. Who else is still around? Filthy five swamp donkey. This is uh, the uh, the hardcore Carter's in. Let's go, man. Let's go. The the reigning eighth place finisher. From the Chihuahua Superflex last nice. year, Power Hour NFL. Filthy's in. Oh yeah. Where where are Bush and Messiah to pay the rake? Two more spots. Two more spots. Let's see, does it look like uh, we haven't done one of these for a couple of weeks? But it looks like. About the same as far as the top eight, ten guys uh, from last time we did this. You know uh, what I love, Andy? There's guys that we got a lot of scrutiny for, uh, but we got Amon Ra as the 7.1 uh, 7 ADP. Mm -hmm. Puka Nakua, 9.3. Uh, Nico Collins, 16.2. Devon A. Chain, one of the guys you were in early on, seventeen. Uh, yeah, I mean we could we could keep going. Tank Dell, twenty-seven. It's it's beautiful, man. It, it's great when these these guys pan out that uh, <laughs> that, uh, that we speculate on early. You know, it's a beautiful thing. Carter got a badge. All right, get out of here. They <laughs> That's freaking hilarious, bro. <laughs> you you uh you spoke that into existence, man. <laughs> so who do we got in here? We got Dominic Bradswan. Uh, DB DBO sixty eight. Derek got Carter the Power. Um. A Buckaloo, T. Jensen, Scaldesi, the Hitman, Filthy, Balab, Balab, myself at the 10, uh, E. Walling, 84, Burgundy, Betts, and a lot of uh, 
Yeah, a lot of badge bros in here. We'll definitely have uh have a feeling we'll have some more to add to the uh to the collection after this year. Tyreek. Is it, did you hear that uh there was some some lady who was pressing charges against Tyreek for I guess breaking her leg? I guess he tackled her at some kind of drills. <laughs> Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Who knows that guy? He's always getting his stuff. I saw also saw a thing where his house was on fire. Yeah, like, I think that was real. Like, I don't know what happened. There was just like a whole random hole burned in the middle of his giant mansion. Like, Tyreek supposedly playing with matches or something stupid. <laughs> I have a feeling that that is not true in any way, shape, or form. But uh, just like whatever the story is about uh, him and that woman seems a bit far fetched. Whoa, Amon Ra, the number seven. It still is uh shocking. I mean, I believe he deserves to go there, but it's still surprising to yeah. me. Still, look, two the Lions the players for sure. Two Lions players in the first round. That is sick. That is sick. Uh well, you guys, you guys put me on it. You guys put me on the spot here. I mean, I I gotta go back to AJ Brown here. I'm gonna go with the talents. I'm going with the talent. To me, between Puka, Garrett Wilson, and A.J. Brown, A.J. Brown is a superior talent. Okay, Steve? Separation. <laughs> this guy is a monster. A.J. Brown is just an absolute phenom. And I think you had a lot of issues from the just Jalen Hurts dealing with injuries, and then you also had a, like a just a – like coordinator issue going on with the eagles this past year and the offense just got stale man thank you filthy i got you yeah, bro. There, there's definitely a, a drop off for sure it looks like he'll be back uh and i'm assuming assuming his uh, normal role with the team this year so but i'm chasing talent again i'd be lying if i said i wouldn't have taken puka man i would have taken puka I might be crazy not to go Nico there because that Bobby Sloak offense with CJ Stroud and Nico is just sick. But I'm chasing the talent again. DJ Moore has been just an absolute beast since his rookie year. He's always been a beast. No matter who the quarterback is, Justin Fields was only really good as a passer last year when he was throwing to DJ Moore. Think about it. I mean, the games that we saw from DJ Moore when Fields was throwing uh, to Moore was just no. And there's no target competition in Chicago. I mean, there's none. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do something here. I'm gonna do something. Here. I got faith. This is an early flag plant for me, Andy. So I love Nico, but I, DJ Moore is more talented, and because of that. I'm going. I'm going more, but at the same I think time, when you say Nico, talented, you mean electric. Because I wouldn't say he's more talented. He, he is more electric. He he's more electric. Like he's he's got more experience. He's a better wide receiver at the singular level. Like if it put DJ Moore on the Texans, 
and he's he's going off for 1500 yards and like 13 touchdowns you know what it's terrifying when you think about it um what he could do with a like a all-star or pro bowl type qb i mean yeah he had some long connects with uh fields and he had a good fantasy season but could you imagine in like a pass first efficient qb ran offense the cap like the the capability he has of having a you know career type season like a, a memorable nfl by all fans not just fantasy fans or or bear fans or panther fans like people will know who this man is if he had a real quarterback throwing the ball yeah i'm saying man i'm saying and so uh gabe makes a good point here just wait till dj gets caleb williams Oof, buddy that uh, is now more than ever, that seems like it is uh, what's going to happen. How much does Mike Evans sell for? One fifteen. That's some pretty nice centering, maybe slightly to the left, but pretty good, impressive for a veteran. Just a twenty. I hate these brown uniforms too. The Bucks, the like the brown. I don't know. I guess it's kind of yeah. It's like a just a brown. Like they need a whole season with the, with the old uniforms, Andy. I think. Yeah, man. Yeah. But I wanted to see something real quick about DJ Moore. So that's that's a good question. Let me see what a 20 that was 2023 Prism DJ Moore gold. I wonder if they have any. If you got Let's see. Draft picks. Let's see if they have any. Uh, maybe 2022. Eh, no, no, um, no pro uniform. That sucks. All right, you know what? I was committed to him last year. I'm gonna stay uh, on the same on the same train here. I think he was one of my most drafted guys last year, and for the price you could get him at last year, he was going late. I think everyone anticipated a major fadeaway, and that just didn't happen. Who'd you pick, who'd you draft? Mike Evans. Oh, nice. That's bold, man. Yeah, I mean, he he was uh undervalued like crazy last year. Let me get back onto the board real quick before I get auto picked. So Mike Evans going in the third. Yeah, he was he was going in the fifth. Well, Baker Mayfield wasn't even a guaranteed starter heading into yeah, last season. For sure. You know, Devonta Smith. All right, so I've gone wide receiver, wide receiver. Ooh, I can get my little exposure here to um, uh, to to the Texans and Tank Dell, or I can go Sam Laporta with the uh, the Lions. Kind of like in both of these options here. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Laporta only because I got two wide receivers already. Not not a bad pick, man. Honestly, I. I would have taken him for sure, but um, I don't want to split my split my early picks with uh, same team type guys. Uh, Carter wants to hop in the stream. All right, let me see. Let me, hold on a second. Let me see. Let me see. He sent me a sweet game used uh, Jarvis Landry Copy. earlier on eBay, and uh, beautiful card, man. But those game used with the with the nice dirt stain on them, those are. Mm -hmm. 
forever expensive. Yeah, I couldn't believe, man. I felt so bad he got outbid on that thing. see him coming up in a few picks here oh andy you're next uh-oh good looking out steve got you man yeah filthy for sure you know we talked i talked about uh going back for a hot minute now about the relevancy of the tight end position and you could see that uh you could see that there's uh a lot more guys to choose from than there used to be. Man. <laughs> I think I got to go T. Higgins here. Your boy Lamar's there, man. You know what, Lamar? I just – I think that there's so much value at the quarterback position. I mean, look at this. Look at yeah. this. There's so yeah, much value sure. at the quarterback. Justin Herbert is way down here. Kyler Murray, like Caleb Williams. I mean, and and I'll I'll go with like a pocket passer that I know is going to get a ton of volume, like Matt Stafford, Kirk Cousins, K, uh, Jared Goff, because the, they get a ton of volume. It'll make up for the fact they don't run. Let me see. Did I uh, did I did I email that link? I thought I did. I'm getting scolded by Gabe Davis. Yeah. Don't worry, Gabe. I'll draft you. <laughs> no auto picks yet. But I was wanting to see what. Trey. Oh, I see who you were eyeballing, filthy. Dothy uh, snagged him Trey McBride at 41. The key is to strike him. Yeah. You guys know me too well. <laughs> Sadly, that's who I was sitting on too, but he filthy took him a, a round earlier than ADP, so got a, got a re-game plan here. You know, it's the thing is all of us know who each other likes and buys and drafts, so – it's easy, a lot easier to snipe people because you know who they're probably going to take, you know. Oh, filthy for sure, man. You know that that's been my guy, man. I was early on the McBride train. Yeah, that's a hell of a pick there, man. He, he's he got t uh, top tight end capability for sure. I'm, I'm super interested to see what the Cardinals do this offseason. I mean, they got they got early first-round draft capital. Obviously, I think they're stuck with Kyler Murray. Or they, I think they have confidence in Kyler Murray. Um, but Marquise Brown, man. Marquise Brown hitting free agency. Does he stay or does he go? They draft a wide receiver. A lot of people rumoring the drafting of Marvin Harrison to the Cardinals. Yeah. that That's been a, a routine – mock spot for marvin harrison and then trey mcbride i mean i think at this point isn't zach Ertz is he's done right oh, yeah. i mean it's got to be the year for trey mcbride in arizona zach Ertz signed with one of the playoff teams i can't remember who it was this past year they cut him let's see who that was 
Detroit. Wow. So he's on he's on Detroit's roster now. Uh, he was signed by Detroit. It might have just been like a, I don't know Does if it's one year or if it was just like a, they were just going to keep him for the playoffs. I don't know the whole contract stitch. Yeah, it's tough to follow all their contracts. So this is an interesting one right here in Jaden Reed with the Green Bay Packers. Is somebody on the one of these wide receivers on the Packers is going to go off, man. They have a average to below average defense, and Jordan Love balled the freak out. Did was not afraid to push the ball down the field. I really like Jaden Reed. I also like Christian Watson, but that guy's got some kind of, some kind of jacked up hamstrings that. Yeah, um, He's seeing a specialist about that. Seeing a specialist about his hamstrings. Yeah. Carter, what's going on with Christian Watson's hamstrings? Well, you, you bring him up when our fantasy dynasty championship, we um we had that fight on here about DJ Moore versus Christian Watson, and you were right. Um so uh, I apologize to you for uh, about that, Andy. Ha, 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 ha. Yeah, he looked really good finishing out the previous year with all those touchdowns. But the health is health is a stat in its own way. I mean, if you can't stay on the field, you have no value. You know. Oh man, I'm going with the super zero RB build here. Getting very weird. Uh, oh, Josh Allen, nice. Well, I, I got sniped uh, for the uh, – Stephon Diggs has been falling in some of these. Let's see, who's Andy picking here? I'm, I'm going King Henry. Nice. Uh, you, you're, you went zero RB too. I see you. I did, but we, I mean, when you get Derrick Henry, I know he's 30. But that doesn't bother me, man. This guy is still trucking out there. And you get him at pick 58 – on a new team, put him behind a good offensive line. I mean, the Titans offensive line was so bad last year, and he still put up like the second most rushing yards in the in the league. I agree. Yeah, he's he's not one of those guys that you could see slowing down quite yet. You know, the age thing applies, but there's obviously outliers, and he's definitely an outlier. Did did you guys see him just crushing people at uh, dodgeball on the on the pro day? I mean, no. Got, I mean that just shows you right there. You got got to draft Derrick Henry in the fifth if he's if he's there. Look, there's a little run on running backs right there. Um, ooh, now this is a tough pick. Oh, dude, I gotta do it. This is too juicy, too My juicy. I, I was hoping he was gonna fall to me. One stays, or... one goes. I got them both. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee Titans running backs. <laughs> wasn't uh, Richardson getting drafted earlier than this last year? I think he was. AR? No. no, he was in the hundreds the entire time. Was he? Yeah, the entire yeah, time. He was. I think Tra- he was. He was he was on that team that won me 4K last year. Nice. People people weren't sure if he was actually going to start the season. Remember, there was a lot of speculation on 
who is going to actually start the season because they, I think Chris Ballard was talking like they wanted to ease him into it. What's what's interesting though, Carter? What what's going on with this Josh Allen pick in the second? Well, I was going to stack him in uh, and uh, Diggs for an AFC East stack too. Oh, so you were hoping that Diggs was going to fall to twenty eight? I see. Andy, yeah, what did I, you I, do? Somebody just took Kyler Murray that early. Yeah. T. Jensen. <laughs> yeah, he goes and talks up. Arizona draft and a receiver, and then boom. I really like your your running back picks, though, Kaladesi. Uh, David Montgomery at 66, that's money. Ramadre Stevenson? No, you didn't get burned enough by him last year? Uh, I, 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 I have zero of him this year. So this draft, I'm just getting some exposure to. So I've done a lot of drafts. Uh, <laughs> we're, we're only in he's March. He's he's we're not even in the March yet. This, this is the first time I've I've done Ramadre. First time I've drafted Rome. First time I've drafted Waddle. And, um, you know, just widening my exposures here just a little bit. I'd um, say. But, yeah, you know, it's uh, – I'm ready to get weird, man. That's what it's all about. I like it. I like it. Well, no more Zeke Elliott, right, for the Patriots. Yeah, and and it's it's got to get better, right? I mean, um, you know, especially if uh, New England goes Drake May instead of Jaden. It well, it just depends on what Washington does it too. So. Not a huge Ramadre guy, uh, but I'm down. Okay, good. Whoever this was that sniped my uh, Dalton Kincaid stack, thank you, uh, sir, sir. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Hope you- yeah, that's the second time that guy sniped you, man. Yeah, he's in destroying me on these Buffalo picks, and he has a naked Buffalo uh, room there. Um, mm. What am I doing here? You know what, though, man? Uh, Josh Allen's one of those QBs you can – you can draft naked because he's he runs the ball so much. Uh, huh. uh no, I didn't want to do that. Damn it, I, I messed up. Uh, didn't uh, I want to draft. yeah, no, 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 no. <laughs> I, I I meant to click Brock Bowers, but I clicked Nick Chubb on accident. <laughs> um, it's amazing how far. Spell, even if he's, uh, you know. A fraction as good as he used to be. You won't probably won't regret that pick. Ooh, nah, Najee Harris. Najee Harris is a steal there at seventy-eight. I probably will regret that one. <laughs> but it's all good though. I'm not sure Chubb's ever going to be the same, man. That was pretty nah, cool. Nah, I mean he's he's probably cooked. But once again, I've not drafted Nick Chubb once. There's, I, I've probably done. Let's see, thirteen. I've not drafted Chubb once. I've not drafted Armadre once. I've not drafted a Dunsey once. So I'm really hating this team. I like the Najee pick there. That's not an easy spot to draft in. Number four, not easy. All right. Let's see. We've got an Eckler sighting. Oh, Joey B's up. 
Joey B's up. Oh, well, yeah, that's that's money in the bank. His right is ADP 71. Uh, I'm at pick. I don't know what pick I'm, but he's, I think I'm right here at his ADP, too. I, yeah. There we go. Yeah, pick 82. How do you not? <laughs> you know, God, Andy's how do you not? I'm loving Andy's draft right now. I'm loving this, man. Uh, let's see. That's because I'm not drafting behind Derek, Carter, <laughs> Steve, Filthy. I got a little gap between me and you guys. Uh, oh, Justin Fields. Tight end run. Roku. Uh, I got Laporta, so I got to see. Go with Mixon. Mix, that's an interesting one. It's kind of like... Complete major value at this point in the draft. That's super tempting. I mean, he's right here on top, so it's like Kyle Pitts is also interesting in uh, Atlanta. I'll I'll take Mixon. I think Mixon stays on Cincinnati with some kind of like super cheap deal. I mean, where's Mixon really going to go? He's kind of a he's kind of a troublemaker too. So it's like he's already settled in there with Cincinnati. He's only really got like a year or two left, you know. Yeah, there's some people that think that he could get cut, but I I don't see it unless they draft somebody. All right, Ooh, my early prediction for QB tight end combination of the season. Herbert to Bowers. Mm. And the Chargers going to take him at five? I think that's the, who they're going for. Really? Harbaugh. Harbaugh in the tight end, man. That's that's what gets him going, man. Hmm. Security blanket. They do need receivers too, so it'd be dual purpose. They need blockers. They can't, they can't afford to keep uh, Mike Williams. He stinks, man. He's toast, dude. He's had way too many injuries. You know what? They could cut Mike Williams, sign DJ Chark for a mill, and 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 get the same level of production. Could you imagine? Uh... Like Calvin Ridley on that team, or set of fresh legs out there next to uh, Keenan Allen. Danger, Ooh. man! Danger. Filthy's calling Malik Neighbors to the Chargers. Jeez, dude, that's that's even more terrifying. That'd be nice. The tough thing is we're doing all these all these drafts and we don't even know the schedule yet. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you know what? It makes it that much more fun. Deontay, one of my faves. Why? Oh yeah, he's. Oh, that's right. He doesn't really have a quarterback throwing the ball, and they're just they're probably going to run the ball like 65, 70 percent of the time. Yeah. 
He should still get there through targets, so I mean, this is a PPR or, or half point PPR, so I think Deontay's still undervalued in fantasy land. Yeah, I hope that if they inevitably decide to just become run heavy, just just trade him, please. He's got a couple prime years left. Just please trade him to someone that wants to throw him the ball. Has um. Has George Pickens? I wonder if George Pickens' rookie cards have come down. I'm sure they had. They had to. He's definitely come down a lot in in uh, fantasy value. Oh, Jensen, you mofo! All right, hold on. I gotta rethink my pick here. Yeah, they've come down a lot. I mean, I think that's the first hard snipe that I had. This somebody got me on one today. Uh, so be not a bad tight end too to have. Let's go, man. Nice. If he was not having off-season surgery, his ADP would be really higher. Yeah. No. <laughs> He's going to be on every team I take. 100% exposure. You know, I, I had him lined up and all the ones we've done on, on the live stream and a few I did after the live stream with Derek, and he got taken in every single one when I was trying to get him. So I think this is the first one I have him in this year. All right, Balab, what you doing? I think it's not Ooh. real reporting, but did you see the speculative Justin Jefferson to the Chiefs trade rumor? Mm. Yeah, I did see that. There, there was um, there's a tweet from Ari Mirov uh, at PFF from PFF that said that uh, wide receivers are going to make a serious splash in uh, free agency this year when the when the league year starts on March 13th, I believe it is. Uh, he thinks that wide receivers there's going to be some blockbuster wide receiver moves that happen. And Justin Jefferson was one of those speculations. It makes sense. I mean, generational guy, you can still get him in his prime. Pay out the you know what to get him now and keep him on keep him on your team. I would be kind of upset if he went of all teams to a team that's already won that many Super Bowls. Though. You know how upset um, Jay Jets cards would be, Carter. Uh, I mean, that guy's got the most insane Justin Jefferson collection ever. But he's he's a Vikings fan. He was a Vikings fan first, and then he right. started to see <laughs> that. And that's the downside if you're an NFL fan collecting cards. You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, you know, unless you're getting a franchise quarterback, he's never really just going to stay with that team for forever and obviously you know if you're the vikings you're uh oh andy that's your build is getting sexy bro he's been putting to work in the gym 
dude, I want to make love to this build. Dude, this, <laughs> this, is just, this just, I think DeAndre Swift still has juice. Uh, but I'm going to stay quiet because there's a few people in this draft that might snipe me here. And if it's, I better not get sniped here. I swear if I get sniped, somehow I will punch a hole in this computer. And it's a oh, new computer. Somebody grabbed uh, Sir Jared Goff, man. Nice. Jaden Daniels. Who would ever draft that guy? No, I Undervalued. Dude. So I had a guy, I had a guy reach out to me, uh member. Uh, his name was Landon. Yeah, Landon. Landon reached out to me. He bought a couple Jaden Daniels Onyx rookie autos. Okay. And he was thinking about sending them to PSA. Uh, but I was like, I, I think, honestly, I think Jaden's going to make a splash. He's going to get drafted a lot higher than people think. Okay, Andy, I see you. Yeah, I think he's going to go top five. So I was like, I'd have those listed ready to go because once he gets drafted top five, they're going to be releasing draft night instance. They're going to be pumping out so many cards for Jaden that um, those Onyx ones will, they're going to spike like crazy, but then they'll lose value eventually. So I, I told him I wouldn't, I wouldn't send those in for grading. Now I would, I would just, I mean, you might be able to, I guess if you use like the uh, express level or something, get them back before uh, right. the draft. Yeah. Yeah, because otherwise it's what's the turnaround right now? Probably forty-five to ninety days. Well, with PSA, right. you get a lot quicker with CGC cards, though. Hmm. Hmm. A lot quicker. CGC. You talking about the sponsor of this channel? Nooffseason.com. Let's go. That's, that's right, baby. Sounds like a novel idea, Andy. Hmm. All right. Just coming back around here, Zach Charbonnet. I'll be right back. I'm just going to grab a water. Yeah, good idea. Actually, I have one right behind me. Or I did. Oh, it's right here. Keon Coleman. I like the Shakir pick, Carter. I like that. Yeah, I got my Josh Allen stack. To a stack. He's got a lot of vacated targets to fill. And actually down the line, he looked pretty good, realistically. I also think they're going to look at Keon Coleman at, uh, at the um, the Bills. I think Keon Coleman's going to be in that range. And they're going to want a pure outside receiver. Uh, so I, I think the Bills could get him. And then I'll have both of my quarterbacks double stacked. Uh, plus, I didn't really like any of the running backs in that range, so my, might as well roll the dice. Sweet. like it. Interesting. So you think Gabe Davis uh, walks in free agency? Yeah, I, I don't think. Someone's going to be willing to pay him. Yeah, and I just think that ship has sailed, especially if they know that they can get a good – into first round wide receiver. Uh, let's see who's Andy picking right here. I'm going with your boy Wicks. I love Wicks. I do. 
I've, I've been fading Jaden Reed, fading Christian Watson. I still like Romeo Dobbs next year. I think Dobbs yeah. and Ricks will be the two top guys. Could be Dobbs, wrong, though. I mean, Reed and Watson are both ahead of them. And Dobbs eight, really eight. bounced back, man. And you don't, Dobbs, you don't he's see that solid, a lot with man. these young guys. Usually once they bottom out, it's, it's very rarely that they balloon back up to prominence. But he did as the season went on. He's good for a spike week. I think Wicks has got the spike weeks too. Christian Watson's like hardly ever plays. That's the thing, problem with him. He's great, but he just can't get those hamstrings right. Yeah, true. Yeah, and I don't know that that's, you know, that's something that a specialist can, can fix. Oh, I'm on the clock. Who's this uh, Adonai Mitchell, Carter? Adonai Mitchell? Yeah. Uh, I'm not in love with him, but where he's falling on a lot of draft boards, he'll be going into a good offense. Um, I don't know. Or Lad McConkey? I like Lad. I I drafted Lad. Yeah, I love your team, man. I really do love your team. I'm serious. I gotta get up to I gotta get up to speed with some of these late round rookies, man. Oh, Lad went to Georgia. Yeah, you gotta think a lot of target competition there. He, wherever he goes in the NFL, he will have less target and volume competition than he had at Georgia. I'm not saying I'm not saying that Georgia I'm not saying that Georgia has better receivers than in the NFL, but Georgia legit had 12 receiving options every single game. And he had a lot of injuries this past year. So, uh, Yeah, he only put up 500 yards, nine games. He only played nine games, two touchdowns. But deep threat, 16 yards per reception. He's a he's a white boy. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. he there's is. A, there's a couple couple in the draft this year. McCaffrey's brother is in there. He's not projected to go too high though. Luke McCaffrey. Can't remember what his who, brother uh, who else is there's somebody? Well, I know Marvin yeah, Harrison, Jr., but uh, there's somebody else's son or brother that is in this draft class. I'm I Frank Gore, that's right. Frank Gore, he's a little, he's a littler version, but he's he's tough, man. Frank Gore was a, a dense human being, his, his son is is kind of kind of small, not like Deuce. Do Swan small, but you got to draft a Gore, man. I did actually take him in, in one of the ones I did. He went to Southern Miss. He did okay. It's not it's not a, a high probability, but we've seen smaller running backs do well in in some circumstances. You know, work done. Yeah, man. The he muscle hamster. 13, uh, 13, the muscle hamster. I mean, even Damian Pierce, before they ran him into the ground in one year, 
was was great, you know. Jaleel McLaughlin, Denver. Didn't he, didn't he, uh, Jaleel, he set some kind of college record, didn't he? Which is what? Jaleel McLaughlin. I forget what it was, but it was, he set some kind of record in college. <laughs> I have no idea. No, oh, maybe I, I wasn't him. I got to look now. Estimate. Love me some Audric Estimate. He's a climber. He's climbing on draft boards. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. I started looking into him a lot after you guys were telling me about him that last, uh, the other week. Yeah. He's a baller. I was actually going to take Bucky Irving. Uh, but yeah, I like a lot of the rookie running backs in this range. I was going to take. I just had no McLaughlin, so I'm just chalking this draft up to the guys that don't have a whole lot of. Because as Derek told me, exposures are important. Like last year, the only um, best ball mania team I drafted, I drafted a lot of guys that I didn't have exposure on, and that team advanced, right? It was like DeAndre Hopkins, uh who else in that draft? I don't, I don't. I don't remember. Filthy said he just got a. What is Filthy's name on here? Filthy collector. I oh, got Demario Douglas. I like that pick. And and if Jaden goes to the New England Patriots, you get a stack there. I like that. That's that's nice. And you got the Nico stack going. Man, Filthy's. We got some sharp people in here. <laughs> got an RB one at. 1.8. I like your build so far. I don't like Cooper Cup. I, I hate that spot for Cooper Cup. Uh, but other than that, dude, I like this draft. What do y'all think about Chris Godwin next year? Love him. Love it. Going back to the slot. Oh, Patty Frymuth. Yeah, I mean, I, I think it'll be real interesting to see what happens with Mike Evans. I think that's going to impact. But Chris Godwin's he's going to be good for about 100 targets. You know? He's not hes not old either. I mean, I, I know a lot of people think no, he's, he's, in his he's, prime. he's, what, 26? No, he, he's like 28. That's he? But, yeah. Oh, he's twenty-eight. Well, that's still not that old. But you got he could put up one hundred and thirty-one. Oh snap! I'm about almost got auto picked. Yeah, I don't know what I'm, what I'm doing here. <laughs> got Zach Moss. I got I got auto picked Zach Moss, but at least I didn't get Aaron Rodgers. I I didn't need <laughs> definitely didn't need a quarterback. <laughs> that's true. That's true. Well, that that was a half auto pick. Half auto pick, guys. Not a true auto pick. Feeling torn here. Okay, so they moved Chris Godwin out wide pretty often last year. Filthy, no! Oh, man. 
But look at that, man. Chris Godwin route win rate, number two amongst wide receivers. Uh, number two win rate versus man. <laughs> That's really good. EPA number 10 amongst wide receivers. I thought for sure I had Palmer uh, almost a half round early. It's true, man. It's true. You unstacked my, my stack. Algier, that's what I'm talking about, man. Love me some Tyler Algier. Same. I, I just, I just do. I mean, he, he's, he's just solid. Bijan goes runs down so hard, pick. man. He runs so hard. We got a Deshaun Watson sighting. Okay, there you go. Um, Jaleel McLaughlin was the <laughs> – I've got to look this up. It, this is going back to his, uh, his, his, his sophomore year when he played uh, for Notre Dame. And he, uh, he, he led all the NCAA in that category while also leading Division II with 2,699 all-purpose yards. McLaughlin was named at first team – all-American, the first true freshman ever to win the honor for Notre Dame and placed third in voting for the Harlan Hill Trophy as a top Division II player. That was his, that was his uh, freshman year. Let's go, Jaleel. So this guy was a baller, man. Look at his... Uh, I mean, his athleticism is. God, dog it. Dad, Derek, dude, I freaking hate Derek so much. <laughs> please, please go jump into an erupting volcano full of electric fuel. I'm he was asking talking about him in the chat earlier, too. Dude, I want, dude, God. <laughs> I really hope you fall into a, an erupting volcano full of electric eels. <laughs> He's been talking about Jatavion Sanders, though, on every live stream. Dude, why do that to me? Like, it wasn't even, we're supposed to be buddies. <laughs> I hate Derek so much, dude. He already has a tight end. I still have no tight ends. Why well, I do now? Yeah, Michael Mayer. He got, that's his third <sighs> tight end, Mark Andrews. That's Mayer. what I'm saying. Oh, that's what I thought. That's, that's what I thought for sure he wasn't going to take Sanders. Straight up snipe. God. That's why I, I was like, I, I know he likes Sanders, and I was like, okay. I was deciding between Sanders and Algier, and I was like, he's not going to take another tight end because he's already got, he's already got four tight or three, two tight ends. God, dude, that pisses me off so much. It really does. <laughs> Five star recruit, and Excellent. he wanted he wanted Leggett. So Brad Swan. I hope you fall into an erupting volcano full of electric eels because my team no. sucks. The Davion Sanders was supposed to put me over the, the hump here. 
Sometimes you got to pay the rake, man. Oh, and sometimes you got to overpay to get your guy, too. I just found that out with Josh Palmer. Traylon Burks almost at the two hundred. Oh, likely. Betts says on the sandwich pick, see where they're going. Right. The Gus bus. The Gus bus is out of commission. I think he got, did he not get re-signed? I'm going to go for a little reach here, but I really like this cat, A.T. Perry, man. And I think uh, Rashid Shahid is expected to hit free agency. And so I think A.T. Really? Perry gets – A.T. Perry was really good with limited, with limited games and limited targets last year as a rookie. He's actually a, a really fun sleeper guy that I'm after in the card market, too. Yeah, I didn't see anything about Shaheed, but not to say that it's not true. I didn't I didn't read anything. Yeah, check on um check on Shaheed's because I'm pretty sure he's hitting free agency. The AT Perry's got size, speed. I will say this, and the Saints offense as a whole uh, finally started gelling a little too late last year. So I think that that's going to be a team to be a little concerned about if you're in that division. Gibbs. Ooh, my team sucks, and I'm okay with that because I'm here to just have a good time. Yeah, man. Conklin, if uh, Rogers stays healthy, is not not bad. Target hog, baby. Do we think they'll cut Kamara? I've, I've heard that there's at least a chance. I think more than likely they just scale his rollback to more of a receiver than a runner. His his uh his running last year as the season went on was brutal, and uh, I think that they give uh, what what was that dude's name uh, that was a rookie last year? Uh, Kendra, Kendra Miller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll he'll probably take over most of the early down runs. I think at least after a couple weeks. Nice. Yeah, he's he's on no one's radar. That's a perfect time to get him. Hmm. 
Final Four. Andy, where do you stand on Trey Palmer? I love Trey Palmer, man. He's he's super fast, and you know he got a lot of playing time as a rookie. Um, and Baker Mayfield actually targeted him deep on quite a few occasions. So he's got that spike game potential. And um, if if Mike Evans walks and go, you know, goes to a new team, then God damn it. Trey Palmer's going up and stuff. <laughs> what, what oh, happened? Oh, man. No, I took Derek Carr on accident. Oh. Oh, no. I hated that. I really wasn't trying to take Derek Carr there. I was going with a 2QB build. God. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, well. You'll be all right. That well, was- how did you draft Derek Carr if you didn't want him? You ran out of time and you had him start yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, No, I didn't. I had – I was trying to draft um, Jalen Hyatt, actually. In the well, year I'll two draft break. him. I'll draft him for you. Don't worry. Oh, nice checkerboard of Miller. I've been doing too many three-quarterback builds, and I haven't done a 2QB one yet. I, like I was just about to ask you. You think it's you think this format's optimal to have three? Not if you draft two quarterbacks in the top one hundred like I did. Uh, Why do I feel like there's extra rounds in this in this th- draft? No, there is. There's two extra ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. Twenty. You think they're gonna do that for Best Ball Mania this year? I don't know. I don't know. But I have way too much Derek Carr. Huh? 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 huh I love huh? it. Hey man, if he if he picks it up the way he finished the season, I actually was thinking about him as my third QB and had to reroute after you grabbed him. Now so you guys talking about three quarterbacks. I took a third one too. Yeah, normally in a in a twenty rounder, I I'll, I'll do. Well, this is my first year doing twenty rounders because I've only only I've only done underdog best ball. Carter, you you asked me if I thought that um, that the Chargers will take Bowers, but they don't have a tight end. I mean, they have what is his name, Donald Darnell Parnum or Danielle Parnum. He's like the only guy on the roster. I don't see. Did they already release Gerald Everett? I think so. Or they just said they're not resigning him. Let me see. Filthy's got 10 wide receivers. He took Jalen Hyatt. He did. He sniped it. Sniped me, man. Filthy on 10 wide receivers. Oh, he enters the season as offseason as an unrestricted free agent. I don't think they bring him back. Does Davis Allen actually suck? I've drafted a decent amount of Davis Allen because I just punt on tight end on too many drafts. No, he's, actually, he, he's filling in for uh, Tyler Higby, and he actually had some good games towards the end of the season. I've taken him on all the teams I have Stafford on. 
I like that pick, actually. Yeah, why do I feel like I've I've heard I've heard him talked about in the uh, dynasty stash column? He's got a really high burst score. Hmm. Pretty solid, pretty solid rank in his class. Put up a oh, touchdown. My God, Javon Baker just got taken. Mm. I like old Javon Baker. Yeah, I was going to ask you uh, about um, who's that other wide receiver that's projected to go in the first round from you guys from LSU, Brian Thomas. BTJ. Yeah, BTJ. BTJ is a beast. Who is who is he comparable to? Like in terms of like. His his style, um, like really, 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 he's a really, really long player. I've actually not done an NFL comp to him. Uh, who who would he? Oh, you remember Martavis Bryant? Yeah, he's he's he doesn't have the same yak ability as him, but that's who he kind of reminds me of. Keyword kind of. So, so kind of like Christian Watson. Yeah, if Christian Watson could stay healthy. <laughs> I've read some people say he's propped up by his quarterback. You think that's true? Oh, there's definitely some truth to that. Dang, I mean, Jay- Brian Thomas, six five, one ninety eight. Yeah, and he's tough to bring down. He's not really a violent runner after the catch, um, but he falls forward a lot. Um. So yeah, I mean, I like him. Nice, bro. He put up seventeen touchdowns for you guys last year. Holy crap! Was he the leader in touchdowns on LSU? Uh, yeah. Let's see. Dang. Taking a lot. I've taken a lot of Noah Fant. Seattle has a new OC in Washington. Their offense last year really, like the most underrated thing about the Washington offense was how many times they schemed up such easy stuff for their tight ends. Um. So I've taken a decent amount of Noah Fan. I don't know if he's going to stay with Seattle, but I think Noah Fan could be like a David Njoku type of later breakout. He's an Iowa tie-in with decent athleticism. So I've drafted a good bit of him. And the tight end I've also selected a lot of is Greg Dulcich. I love Greg Dulcich as a late-round flyer. Yeah, he he was way more valuable last year uh, heading into the season. He and, just got hurt. That's he all got hurt. Good. That's it. Yeah. Like, yeah. Greg Dulcich would be about where Cole Komet is in this draft if he, he, he wasn't banged up. Madison getting released? Yeah, Madison released. Let me go with some Noah Brown here. 
is solid. Did you guys see they picked up Trey Lance's option? Summer roster bonus. So he's still holding the clipboard. <laughs> he is. He's got a job. And, and now he's doing it for $4.25 million. Crazy. They're saying they think that Cooper Rush will get cut now, which would make sense. I mean, Cooper Rush wasn't bad when he he had a start. In 25 career games, Kenny Pickett has 4,000 passing yards, 13 touchdowns, and 13 interceptions. Omar Khan has full faith in Kenny Pickett when speaking at the NFL scouting combine. So either they don't understand how football works um, or they're lying. One of the two. That was a fun draft, man. I love these, man. This is, this is my favorite part of the off season. Excuse me. Well, I'm glad you're feeling better, Carter. Slightly. Slightly? Yeah, you can still hear some congestion mixed in here. Yeah. And this fantasy team you drafted sucks so bad. I'm sure that doesn't help. It, 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 it really does. This team really did suck. <laughs> yeah, but that's what you say, and then you win, and then it's like, yeah, I meant to do that. I knew what I was doing the whole time. This one's not winning, Steve. No. Sorry. This one's no. not winning. No. no, no, not this one. Uh, uh. Let me see. Let me, let me pull up your team here. Okay. Take an extra. Reset. I think you'll probably need uh, estimate to, to hit at running back, but your receivers are fine. Tight ends are me. Probably should have taken another receiver there, but oh well. Haven't done a three seven seven three, but the Derek Carr pick screwed me up. I wanted to do a three seven eight three or two seven eight three, but oh well. Nice draft, boys. Well, it is. Um, it's my bedtime. <laughs> All right, fellas. Man, it was a good time. I can't wait to do another one next week, and maybe we'll have a shakeup with a couple uh, trades and or free agent rumors. I'm sure we did or will. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys. All right, everybody out there. Peace. Night, peace. You guys. I'm so tired. I can't even find the. uh, the outro get the guy get out of here <laughs> all right uh, just click it Andy. again have a good night we'll see you very soon on the quest peace